Hello everyone, this is your favorite voice of business psychology. If you were captivated by our first episode with Vidya, you are in for an even bigger treat today. Once again, drawing from her intensive 18 years of experience and passion for personal transformation, Vidya's insights into the world of learning and development promises to be both profound and transformative. From the ins and outs of upskilling, reskilling, navigating the future of work to the very essence of a growth mindset. What does Gen Z expect and desire? How can organizations truly understand employee learning preferences? The answers lies ahead. And for those who miss the magic of part one, it's the treasure's trove of insight. So do give it a listen. Now, without further ado, Let's dive into part 2 with Vidya and uncover the next level of LNT wisdom. Vidya, let's, because you started with the 9 trends of LinkedIn and we just were flew through the conversation. Let's get back to the second trend you had mentioned as organization ag- agility as the first trend. Let's continue with the trends of LinkedIn that you had been talking about. Interesting. So, these line trends that I studied were really intriguing. And, and when I was reading it, I was like, wow, a lot of it is actually happening with me as well. Okay. So the first trend, as you rightly mentioned, was organizational agility and continuous improvement. Mm-hmm. That is something which we already built a lot about and we've spoken about it. Yeah. The second one that I would like to share with you is around upskilling and reskilling for the future, which is also mm-hmm. something that we kind of spoke about. Mm-hmm. And Interestingly, I would like to share something with you about this. Another stat. As per LinkedIn, mm-hmm. 89% of L&D professionals believe proactively developing employee skills mm-hmm. enables organizations to better navigate through future of work. So if you look at it, the teams have already reimagined mm-hmm. themselves and they're already on this track. If I talk about even... Three or four years back, when um, I started my training uh, and development journey, talking to clients, it had been, I mean, there were a couple of clients who were really keen of helping their own employees build themselves and develop themselves. But then most of them were taking the box. And uh, it's so refreshing again to see that corporates are actually investing in the employees reskilling and upskilling them and understanding that you know what the future of work and the future of organization would look like in this ever-changing era and interestingly if you look at it earlier the hr function or the learning function they were more of order takers so Mm. i have a need and you fulfill this but now they're actually the strategic partners yeah, right. So we are no more just the service provider, mm. but then the function is actually enabling the organization to move forward. And that's mm. where I would like to share an interesting fact uh, from PwC, again, a research. Mm. So a research was done by PwC and, and it said that 74% of workers want to develop their skills to remain employable. So this mm. also talks about the reskilling and upskilling has now yeah. Not just is a just a good to know, but it's a must have. Right. It's become the need of the hour now. Right, absolutely. That's how my 
second trend really kind of comes to life mm-hmm. the third one that i would like to share mm-hmm. here is employee centric learning experience so i think mm-hmm. we've talked about yeah. this enough we we really kind of embarked on that journey and another interesting fact mm-hmm. and this was done by lpi okay. again leadership performance institute of uk right. a research and that's where they said that a mere 12% of organizations fully grasp how their employees prefer to learn oh it's the number is so so small exactly so as a veteran yourself in the learning domain how do you think that and in your experience how have you done it and how do you think that this why is the number so small that organization organizations are not able to understand the um learning patterns of the employees or what do they really want what their strengths are i think uh, this is where i i would like to say that the reimagining reskilling upskilling of learning teams also comes into picture mm-hmm. because none of us have really experienced the future mm. we are just anticipating right. and with technology coming in with this digital transformation it's like it's it's come as a as a gush yeah with this coming in a lot of things have become pretty automatic hmm so with chat gpt if you look at it you can do pretty much anything which probably required a person's intervention from an hr perspective for example repurposing the job mm-hmm. or writing a jd yeah the classic yeah. thing or for that matter creating a job profile mm-hmm. or writing emails yeah I mean, I use ChatGPT to get my emails, and written. even book summaries and you know reports. ChatGPT can help you with that. Yeah, yeah. However, the next thing that we really need to see is that with the growth mindset, mm. what next? How else can I add value rather than thinking that the technology has is going to take away my job? Yeah, yeah. How can I reinvent myself? Mm, it's that. It's all about reinventing, and. I agree that the numbers are pretty small right now. Twelve percent is very small because I think even as organizations, the organizations have just embarked on that journey of making that shift, and that is where my next trend comes into picture, okay. which talks about bringing in the learning experience platforms. So you mm-hmm. have companies like. nomadic you have companies like digreed mm. now these companies what they have done is they've used technology as a platform right and try to curate learnings as per the role of a person and also looking at what are some of the other streams that come out of this particular role so i'll give you an example here if you to look at hr as a function right now you can actually go into training or learning and development you can become an hr vp uh, hr business partner absolutely a talent acquisition person hr operations mm. employee grievance mm. these are some of the streams that you see right. which were pretty much there earlier as well 
from a traditional approach however now with the advent of technology and with the advent of new skills required for future mm. which is still coming up which we are still not aware of you could look at your current skill and then add something else to that like for example you talked about coaching coming into mm. the corporate arena so if somebody wants to get into this mm. not necessary that you need to be in hr you and i remember you and i one day we were having this conversation when mm. you mentioned one of your friends yeah. who's actually a science graduate mm. ended up moving into a coaching career yes yes and made up a career out of that similarly i have a friend of mine who's by qualification a doctor okay and is very successful today as an hr professional he heads the hr department along with learning and development for one of the organizations you require as a doctor you are a professional you are in the hospital working and hr would require a completely different set of skill sets so how do you think and also do you think that um that even the younger generation when you talk about it definitely you're talking about the veterans but even in the younger generation people are like i have i have a friend who is a nurse who is has established herself as a nurse but she's also selling merchandise uh, online so and this again says that this is not something that just it's not at all a generational thing that which i used to assume so the other thing that i would like to share here is one of the other trend was around data driven learning and human resource uh, management system or mm. the information system okay. your new hrs so everything if you look at uh, uh, everything around us mm. is pretty much data driven yeah, yeah so how do we look at the data now that is coming up mm. and create something for the future mm so if you look at the the world of research mm. how did it evolve it is with the data that people gathered yeah, yeah. so if science can do it mm. it is equally possible in every aspect of life Absolutely. and in the field of nlp we always say if one can do it then anyone can do it yeah so that's, that's another interesting piece here so how how is data again with uh with the evolving world after covid and then the younger generation coming in place how do you think has it has a data driven world and using the data has it changed through because again a lot of things around well being uh work life balance being unbiased um diversity inclusion do you think that data has played a role i think Uh, I'll, I'll answer this question in in bits and pieces. So let mm. me start with how data really helps. Okay. When we talk about being data driven, when you are able to get the the data from different sources mm-hmm. around the samples that you've collected, you see a trend, you see right. a pattern, right? And that pattern helps you craft a meaningful solution. Hmm. True. Which is more relevant. and now we actually live in a time wherein 
the belief is one size does not fit all yeah it's gone are those days when it was one size fits all hmm. so if i really want to make a solution more personalized mm-hmm. data is my go to friend yeah that's the first thing second thing you talked about is around inclusion and diversity right i think when we have inclusion and diversity mm-hmm. if you look at diversity diversity was always there mm. it's mm, okay. all about inclusion hmm right yeah because when we say people come from different social background people come from different cultural background right it all constitutes to diversity right yeah so it was there earlier it is there even today hmm i think for organizations to really make sure that this learning and development is successful in the space of inclusion and diversity mm-hmm. will only happen if we focus more on inclusion and how do you think can uh, learning be i mean with learning you can be more focused on inclusion do you have any any you know um examples in your real life that you have seen or any uh, things that you have noticed that you know maybe had gone wrong with the inclusion part of uh learning or has gone really right with the inclusion part interesting i think uh, while i am also kind of learning as an lnd professional yeah uh different facets of uh, inclusion hmm. i think one of the things that uh, I, i would like to highlight here is that especially i would like to give credit to the organization that i'm part of mm-hmm. is that as part of our inclusion uh ecosystem mm-hmm. what we have also done there is the organization has made sure that if somebody is coming into the office mm-hmm. and is probably visually impaired okay we have our desks mm-hmm. which have got braille Oh, so people amazing. can actually kind of figure out which desk number is this. Okay. That's one yeah, interesting okay. thing. The other thing which I am really really proud of mm-hmm. to be associated with this current organization that I'm in mm-hmm. is that we are one of the first organizations mm-hmm. in the Delhi NCR region mm-hmm. to have a specific an individually run counter by the pwd folks that is physically disabled uh, people okay. Okay. and it is called mitti cafe so my organization has tied up with them so and good. we've got this yeah. recently kind of launched so okay. it's been about a month mm-hmm. we have a counter in our gurgaon office mm-hmm. we are going to set up one in our kolkata office as well and one okay. in bangalore so So these that's, are that's so good that how companies are really they're not just saying to diversify and include people but they're actually you know working towards it and people who are uh you know they have their own issues they are getting the confidence to do make a change make an impact through their work and that's brilliant that you know your company and a couple of 
a lot of more companies are doing that really how and then you know i would like to also ask you then how do you make sure that inclusion happens in the learning domain then so when we talk about inclusion happens in learning domain how we are looking at is is one even when we are designing that learning solution hmm in that design element are we considering every aspect hmm. you know? and another thing i would like to highlight here is you cannot satisfy everyone yeah that is right you know? so that's that's not possible mm-hmm. let's accept it mm-hmm. however can i at least be closer to it yeah. that is something that mm-hmm. we have to kind of see mm-hmm. not completely ignoring or eliminating mm-hmm. however bringing in some elements really kind of plays that important role and helps you design a solution in a in a better way so i'll give you an example here mm-hmm. so when we are crafting a solution a learning solution we make sure that we use different ways of imparting the same so is mm. it some so if somebody is say uh not able to view mm. is there an audio version so mm. it is recorded that people can hear mm. if you can't see and if you can't see there are brails you know, in mm. different ways of course it is yet to come in the space of learning in corporates okay. braille hasn't really come okay uh, right now our in our focus uh, zone what we've done is we've done programs for people who are like pwd just becoming sensitizing people around us mm. yeah because that's also how do you kind of work together from an inclusion standpoint mm-hmm. that is again part of learning and development mm-hmm. to also right. make sure and understand what are their needs and accordingly provide the opportunities mm. okay and uh, when you when you kind of again doing the design keeping in mind the elements from every diversity that is coming in mm. that's another thing because people are pretty spread across and the needs are going to be different so yeah. keeping that in mind as part of design mm. that is also kind of kept in mind kept in mind accessibility is kept in mind mm. so we are slowly kind of taking those baby steps to bring inclusion and and make sure that people feel inclusive in that environment earlier as i said you know hr was considered more of a human resource yeah. department mm. i think today the the definition of that has really changed mm. so we are not just contributing to getting those resources yeah however we are trying to create that human relevance mm. i would say that that human resonance Hmm. Because that is again, it's so much needed in this time with COVID happening and uh, companies going hybrid or remote. Because the human touch again is getting is missing in the place. So as an HR, as a leader, as a manager, it becomes so important that you keep people together and make them feel that they belong. in the space and feel the again the resonance from a human to human i think it's all about building that connection and yes you're right whatever said and done mm. 
end of the day whatever invention we see what has happened earlier what's going to come in future it's a creation of a human mind so all i would say is nothing can replace a human bond and it's true with anything and everything happening in the world yeah there was there was a very funny ad that i saw uh there was uh, an ad of a beer company that you know ai is doing everything our robots are taking over the world and then uh, the robot goes very you know very uh, hyped and very in confidence that you know i can rule the world and everything and then it went to a bar where a sports it was a football premier league or something happening and everybody was were having a lot of fun cheering with each other and the robot actually felt left out that again it says that the human connection cannot be found in technology or ai that is just it cannot that that is not possible it's irreplaceable yeah 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 absolutely i think that is where we need to now start looking at um, what else can we do because if if human could create hmm. all this that has happened now yeah i think human brain is really really powerful enough to create something that can be the future absolutely and that is yet to we are yet to see what how ai can go is going to evolve through the times because ai has become so powerful that it is creating all the creatives that uh, and even like swifter and better than human beings are so yes moving on to the next trend perfect so i think now i'm just left with two more trends here which mm-hmm. i really would like to share Okay. So one is around generative AI, which you just spoke about. <laughs> right. That that is one buzzword every organization is talking about. Even in the space of learning and development, we are really trying to explore okay. how we could use this. And the the best part is, it has already come in mm-hmm. in the space of learning and development. Okay. Now you don't have to really sit with multiple sheets put together. All mm-hmm. you could do is just put a right prompt. and you know how can you get your nice excel report ah yeah, yeah. at the same time you know, as i said earlier you can get your nice book summaries mm-hmm. you can find job specifications you can find anything user generated content mm-hmm. which earlier required a lot of time now is just at the click of mm-hmm. a button or just with some right prompts now interestingly mm-hmm. i would like to bring your attention to this okay we just spoke about that human connections is irreplaceable mm. so even with generative ai right. only right prompts will give you the right solutions that is true <laughs> yes if you end up writing an incorrect prompt you're not going to get the desired result yeah, so yeah. this also kind of strengthens that point that we just discussed earlier about whatever happens even if technology goes further mm. human relations humanness yeah human connection are here to stay yeah that is true i mean even when you you know you talked about um jobs getting replaced and jobs uh cutting down because of ai and everything i had heard and i really even believe in that that AI is not here to take our jobs it's somebody who knows how to use AI is going to take your job 
So you have to be the one that actually knows how to use and play around and be um, know how to you know prompt uh, the AI in the correct manner. So it's on the individual to keep upskilling themselves as well by themselves, not just rely on the corporates or the organizations yeah. to do that. And I think that's where way back, mm. you know, Mahatma Gandhi said, "Okay, be the change to see the change." That is that is true. So if absolutely. you are not enabling yourself, if if as an individual I become complacent and I don't really experiment, if I if I'm mm. fearful of experimenting, mm. there's there's nothing for you. Yeah, <laughs> and and interestingly, I think now you if you look at it, everyone talks about growth mindset. Right. This exactly is growth mindset, mm. wherein. I'm okay to fail. Mm. And the beauty is that there's no failure. So the other thing that we, we can also link it, you know, as recent as it can be is our success of Chandrayaan 3. Absolutely. Yeah, that was such a proud moment. Exactly. For... I think as an Indian, we all are super proud of our ISRO team there. Yes. Of, you know, making that soft landing mm. of Chandrayaan 3. At the same time, look at the choices the team had. They could have just stopped saying that Chandrayaan 2 was a failure and now we don't mm. want to do. Yeah. It really showed that persistent, that mm. growth mindset, mm. which enabled them to learn everything that did not go well in yeah. Chandrayaan 2, to keep all that in mind and then come with a roar <laughs> and make Chandrayaan 3 a success. Absolutely. Which we all witnessed on... The 23rd Everywhere. of this month. Yeah, the 23rd of August. Yes. And 20. it's all over the globe. The, the world is going gaga over that. Exactly. Is it that an individual has to be growth oriented or an individual can get growth oriented? I mean, as a as a coach, as a mentor or as a manager, a leader, can you also help a person become growth oriented or become resilient Good question. You used a couple of words. Resilient, uh, coach, mentor, growth. So let me ask you. Okay. What does growth mean to you? So for me, growth would mean that I am not the same person that I was yesterday. That I am learning. Learning about, it's not, just about my space of work it's about every other thing that i possibly can learn and that i have a perspective about what can i do next how can i be better um if this thing is not working what else can work so that is how i define a growth mindset interesting and in this journey of yours you also mentioned about some people who were your support system. Yeah. So now how would you help us understand what is your understanding of the term coach and mentor? If I talk about a coach, uh, a coach would be is somebody who helps you navigate through your own journey. He or she is 
is not going to you know um, show you the way is not going to uh, handhold you through what you're doing is just there to help you understand yourself better and make sure that like an accountability partner as well that you are leading towards where you want to go and you know your way and i am just there to ask you the right set of questions that will help you dig deep enough to help your own help you know carve your own way so that is a coach for me and a mentor would be who is somebody who is there with your journey who is probably a bit of there is a bit of hand holding there is a bit of it's it's a longer duration game a mentor has a eagle eye a uh, eagle view the mentor would be helping you carve your way so that is i think the difference is interesting and in this journey of your growth do you feel there is a need to have a coach and a mentor and can you also share some of your journey which helped you to really know that resilience is really needed ha huh. so resilience is really needed um i would say that why i think that coach and although i mean i have not really been coached coached but i have experienced um being with a mentor but what i think is both of it has their own spaces and is equally important because again with my mentor i do not think so because he not just helped me you know understand myself better but also helped me you know uh, what he did was he connected me to people he uh, helped me to get into different you know workshops and uh, stuff like that and since he was also in the same area of work that i wanted to get in he made me shadow him and um so that i learn better i find my niche i am um, i get ready for the industry and as a coach i mean i still am you know i would want to get a coach coach would be somebody who would actually help me be resilient so who would also because when you have the bigger picture in front of you you become and then you have your small goals as well you become better and more resilient towards your bigger picture because if you do not have that smaller goals it becomes like a little vague that you know how are you going to reach is to bigger picture and everything that that is where the coach helps so let's getting back to our conversation how have you think how do you think that have you also seen any of the psychological traits younger generations are more eccentric and they are they have their own set of values and ethics when it comes to the workplace and they they expect something out of their employers as well and how has the um the dynamics change in also physical uh, or psychological traits in a way of their behavior their expectations their motivations and their drive have you seen any difference and and again 
uh, get the learning part of it in the picture. So interestingly, I, I was again reading another article the other day in which uh, the, the author really talks about the fact that if you actually look at the, the younger generation, and I would like to use the word Gen Z here, mm-hmm. Gen Z primarily were born during, uh, you know, during a time when you had these financial crisis happening. Right. That is around two thousand seven, two thousand eight. So some of them are yet to even come to the, okay. the workplace. So if you look at it, they were born in that era and they saw mm. their parents kind of struggling somewhere right. in terms of finances mm. because of the complete crash down that happened. Right. Right. And as a result, the trend right now that you see is while the Gen Z, they certainly want a decent paycheck, mm-hmm. you know, when they they want to, they are eyeing for a good package right. because of what they saw their parents going through. So that, mm-hmm. that job security certainly is number one. At the same time, the second or the third element that they look for is the sense of belongingness, mm. the flexibility in the way they can work, and what are some of the career development opportunities mm. that the organization is helping them mm. to grow. And to kind of sum it up is the expectation from Gen Z, uh, the expectation the Gen Z actually has from the, the organization, the corporates is, I want to contribute purposefully. Right. So what is the purpose? So they want to be more involved. They want to be more aligned with the bigger picture. They want to see how is my little contribution adding to that bigger picture? Where am I contributing? So if you are telling me it's a big mission Mm -hmm. statement, how is my little contribution adding to that bigger mission statement that the company has how am i adding value so so i think instead of saying that the the gen z thinks differently they think that i i know they they want it all mm. i think it's time that we look at them with a more empathetic lens mm-hmm. and see that what they do they really kind of bring into the table absolutely and and probably leverage that energy, that enthusiasm that they are willing to extend mm. to make it happen. Yeah, right. That is true. So making them partners on board here for that bigger vision. Mm. So Vidya, my last question to you would be, do you think that organizations are really ready to embrace such a change? that to bring the younger generation and make them a part, a really a part of the bigger mission. And what would be your, um, even your advice to the organizations on how can they be better? I think I would like to again answer this in a twofold manner. Okay. You asked me, are the organizations ready? I think the organizations have already embarked on that journey. Okay, all right. Because that is the need of the hour. Mm -hmm. And organizations have 
realized that this is the future because if you're looking at creating succession pipeline we will lead people of course so that that exercise has already started in various organizations okay. so the journey has already begun okay so that was the answer to the first question mm-hmm. the the second one is what are some of the things that i would like to share that the organizations could keep in mind right to take this journey further mm-hmm. is number 1 i think we need to now truly start embracing inclusion mm. and anything that we do anything and everything mm. as part of initiative should be meritocracy first okay and then should be on the diversity mm. i i do not quite understand uh, when you say it should be on the meritocracy first and then diversity may when i say meritocracy is that irrespective of whatever category the person comes from hmm gender pwd lgbtqi any stream hmm i think the person's gender the make of that person does not really kind of stop them Mm. to perform a job yeah. so a job is nothing to do with a gender absolutely or their sexual orientation mm. so it has to be meritocracy whoever is fit for that role mm. should be given the role based on that definitely yes at the same time i would say give people equal opportunity mm. i mean the right. playground should be equal for anyone and everyone to participate and then let's see who makes it mm. to the end point mm right but do you think that companies are giving um everybody the equal opportunity and that is what i meant was if companies are ready to embrace this i think i will i will probably take a step back here while there is a lot of emphasis on companies doing it i think charity begins at home true mm. sure. if a person comes with a set of value system a set of framework a set personality mm. after x number of years and then joins a corporate mm. i think it's very unfair to really now hold corporate mm. to inculcate a new set of values in them and right, right you know yeah. and shift their perspective mm. because you spent spend x number of time at work mm. and you are a makeup of all your experiences your thought processes your value system mm. your baggage is that you carry you are a build up of that mm. and it 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 becomes very unfair for to expect this from an organization or a company to become a school for them mm absolutely i completely you have hit the nail <laughs> so, so it's it's individual specific mm-hmm. and it's it's an individual who who needs to really introspect 
and i think one of the best ways to do this is introspect and challenge your own beliefs are you still holding on those old beliefs if it still holds true and if it is helping you continue if it's not then time to make really, a shift really all of us needs to learn to question ourselves first before questioning the corporates and the gen- different generations and people everybody out there yeah i mean we we live in a country which is free will and as a human being we all have our own choices mm. so rather than boxing people and putting that should and shouldn't yeah. i think the world will be a better place if we introspect and probably get my house in order mm. before i go ahead and say somebody that you know your house is in a in a shamble that is i think that is the perfect ending to the podcast that you know getting within ourselves understanding ourselves better and that is when even corporates because corporates are again made of all people yeah. and the world and the corporates would be a beautiful place and well being and um all the work life balance would be a normal thing then to summit all and to bring back the same thing everything is human connection it's just about different perspectives and as we always say each one of us is unique and we have our own way our own map of you know making that decision of our own map mm. however we need to remember that map is not the territory that is so true incredible vidya i would say yet again i mean you have never failed to impress me with your with your wide knowledge and with your wide your passion and your ability to keep digging deeper keep learning and keep helping people grow and as you mentioned helping them with their growth mindset thank you so much as again an absolute pleasure that uh, i got to have such you know open and candid conversation with you where i learned so much from your journey from your experience and i am definitely sure that our lo- listeners would have a heck of a time a heck of a learning as you mentioned that you are with there and that is what you keep distributing around Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be on the podcast. And there you have it. Another episode of Psych and Success packed with insights and real-world advice on business psychology, Gen Z, evolving workplace dynamics, culture, AI and so much more. If you want to stay ahead of the curve and dig deep into the fabric of modern work, you know what to do. Hit that follow button. Share this podcast with your network and drop us a review on Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you tune in. Your feedback not only supports us but also helps us connect with more inquisitive minds like yours. By the way, if you're looking to get in touch with today's guest, I've got you covered. Check out the description for their contact details. And if you feel inspired to chat directly with me about these compelling subjects, you can book a quick call through my Calendly or shoot me an email. All the links are in the description. This is your host Kritika Kashyap reminding you that the future of work 
is here and it's evolving fast. So let's explore it together. Until next time.